This episode may contain content of a graphic nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of Body to Burial, a true crime podcast. I'm Nikki. And I'm Mariah. We're just two regular true crime junkies who decided it was time to see crime from a new perspective. Okay, so today is really fun, I think, because it adds to our final disposition methods. And I think some people may be familiar with what we're going to talk to, or some people might be familiar with who we're going to talk to. Um, We are speaking with the modern mortician. If you're on Instagram, go ahead and check out her page. Again, the handle is The Modern Mortician, and she is going to be walking us through the process of water cremation. Um, It has a ton of different names, though. So some people may have heard it referred to as flameless cremation, green cremation, chemical cremation, liquid cremation, or aquamation, but they all mean the same thing. It's water cremation. So I'm really excited to talk to her, Nikki. I know that when we kind of started this whole podcast, I didn't even know that this was an option. Yeah. I'm really excited to get some more information because through going through um, the death doula certificate program, which I did, which was amazing. So I'm just going to tell our listeners, if you haven't had a chance, go back, listen to the death doulas. Um, they do amazing work. Their program is incredible. I learned a lot, uh, going through their program. And one of the things that I did learn, um, was actually what the process of flame cremation looked like. And through that, I was kind of turned off to it, to be perfectly honest. Why? I mean, I think it's just like the, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to be like, I thought it was quick, like really, truly. Like I thought, They put you in the thing in like 20 minutes and you're done. Like, I didn't think that I was like slow roasting over the flame for hours and hours. And that, again, it's like that irrational fear, like a shark in a swimming pool. Like, I know it's not, Mm -hmm. shouldn't matter, right? Because like, I'm not in my body. I really believe that like, it is merely like a shell vessel for your soul. Like, I, I understand that. But the visual of me in there it gives me like the creeps. I don't care if it's water cremation, fire cremation, whatever cremation. Um, I think that's just the way I'm going and everyone's going. Cause I couldn't handle burial and some people are opposite. They can't handle cremation and they can only handle burial. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm okay with, I don't even know what water cremation is yet. I have an idea in my head, but I'm not really sure if that's what it is, but yeah, I'm okay with anything cremation as long as I'm not buried. I mean, same. I don't want to be buried. I'm, I don't want the bugs because, you know, I have a thing with bugs and I know that the caskets like tend to fill with like water and things. And I'm just not into that. I, I don't want to be in the ground. I don't want to be confined into a box. But I do have the disclaimer that like if, you know, I were to die from mysterious causes, then I have told Will, then you can bury me in case I need to like exhume my body for like forensic purposes. (laughs) So I do have, uh, you know, 
But what if he's the one that that was the mysterious causes? Well, then I'm going to need you to look alive. I'm going to need you to, like, make sure that he's not trying to cover his tracks. So you're second in command, okay? Okay. I'll keep an eye out. Because if, if, I, if I go missing and Will is like, mm, I don't know, something's fishy there. And he's like pushing me quick to get that cremation. You just, you better like hit a pause. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, I'll test the temperature of the, the air and see yeah. which way you should go. See where I'm going. But yeah, that's my only disclaimer is if it is potentially you know, a mysterious out, then I, I do want to give, you know, the police department and the FBI and all the parties involved a chance to, you know, exhume me and pull whatever forensic evidence that they can get. So. <laughs> I feel like that's only if you are going to be like on a Netflix documentary or something. Like, What if I will? Be? I mean, I really don't want to be. I'm So let's I'll put that in the universe. I would like to die very peacefully at home, you know? So let's, let's hope that that's not the out, but it could happen. And you better be getting some cameras around your house. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Inside your house. Yeah. Like where Will's making your coffee and you need to just be watching what he's putting in that coffee. So yeah, I'll, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll let, it'll be discretionary to what I feel is the situation you have to step in and I'm going to respect that. Okay. Yeah. It's on you. But then if you, but then you want water cremation. I think so. I think I'm not decide. I have to sit with it some more. And like, I mean, I do like the green burials though. That sounds super peaceful and easy and affordable to, if we're being honest. So I don't, I'm not sure yet, but I also have always really wanted to be at Disneyland. So I just need to find a way to like combine all three. And I'm sure if anybody works at Disneyland, they're cringing and are grossly grossed out by the fact that I would love my kids to sneak my ashes into Disneyland, but it is what it is. And that is who I am. But you just want to, you, I mean, I told you, you only need a tablespoon or a teaspoon. You cannot bring all of you there. I don't want the whole urn going there. No. Just a t- just like a little, you know, spoonful of sugar, spoonful of mom. Yeah, I think that's what you need to do. Just a little taste. Hundred percent. So, yeah, but I mean, I I don't know how long water cremation has been around. I don't know how long it's been open to like the public to use. I'm not really sure if it's like longevity in the industry. Um, because honestly, I, I hadn't heard of it until we started doing this podcast. Um, so I'm excited to learn more about it. But yeah, let's bring let's bring Melissa on. Um, I know that you are, you know, uh, in transit to take the kiddos to school. So I know you're going to be a little bit quiet in the beginning of um, the interview. Um, just so, you know, everyone listening knows Nikki's with us, but she'll be quietly lurking until she's able to pop back in because she's momming and podcasting all at once because that's just who we are so um yeah it's just how it goes um but let's bring melissa on and let's get going i'm excited okay i'm excited too melissa speaking hey melissa it's mariah hamilton hi there how are you i'm great how are you 
doing great. Awesome. Right. Um, thank you, first of all, for taking the time to speak with us this morning. I'm really excited um, to learn more about water cremation and aquamation um, and that process. So I really appreciate you making the time um, and I'm excited to jump into it. So why don't the easiest way to kind of jump into this is just like introduce yourself. So what is your official capacity? Are you a funeral director? How do you, how are you able to speak to water cremations? Are you actually doing them yourself or is it a service you offer in your funeral home? So um, uh, as the modern mortician online, I've always kind of prided myself on being uh, ahead of the game and knowing what what is available to people out there and water cremation has been on my radar for some time and it's being ignored much the way flame cremation was initially in the industry. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, But I have been doing the best that I can to kind of promote it and talk about it and let people know the options. Um, I have had it done on my pets. I have um, had clients, that opted for it. In fact, I did the first water cremation out of Texas and it still isn't even legal in that state. We just shipped the body to a place where it was legal. Okay. That's crazy. I guess, let me ask you this. How long has it been a service that has been provided? I know it's not legal in all the states yet, but how long has it been around? been at least around for about 20 years it kind oh, of so started it's even like see that. i was thinking like five or ten years i didn't think that yeah, it... no okay it's been available in the medical community for quite some time it started out in like the mayo clinic where they were dissolving bodies that way instead of flame um donor bodies you know and it was just eco-friendly it's cleaner um and then each state started to legalize it and one company came from across the overseas and another company was born in Illinois and it's just kind of gone from there. Each state has gotten legalized, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was thinking it was relatively new. So that's kind of mind blowing to me. Um, I guess <laughs> the next, the next easy part, I think to ease into this would be, could you walk us through what happens? What is water cremation? Yeah. So, okay. So alkaline hydrolysis, I like to use use the word water cremation. It uses water alkaline chemicals like sodium hydroxide, sodium potassium, um, heat, and sometimes pressure and agitation to kind of accelerate the national, natural, national, natural decomposition process. Um, And it leaves bone fragments and a neutral liquid called effluent. Um, this liquid is like liquid gold for not only nature, plants, but firefighters because it's considered a wet water and would actually be considered amazing to fight fires with. But I digress. We're not going to go that far okay. yet. Um, <laughs> it be a side like goes, Yeah, it can uh, be dispersed into, into sod farms and different things like that. And when you think about it, it's like amino acids, peptides, salts sugars, everything that's just chock full of amazingness for plant life. Um, So it can do that. And then the bone fragments are dried, which is basically calcium phosphate at that point, and they turn into like a powder. So the body is placed into a tank that looks like um, either a cannon, (laughs) depending on the machine, Mm -hmm. or um, a big washing machine. 
and it adds the water, 95% water and the 5% sodium hydroxide, sodium potassium mix. And from there, it just kind of breaks you down. You know, like when your fingers get all wrinkly in the bathtub, it yeah. just turns into water. So it's you're almost like, like 85%. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking this is probably a, not a great visual, but I'm thinking just kind of like a bath that like rocks like a baby swing, like it has a little bit of motion to it that you just kind of sit in like a chamber. Yeah. Okay. How Except long are you in there? One of them moves and the other one doesn't. One of them's stationary. Okay. Um, the process takes the same amount of time as cremation. So about four to six hours okay. and then um, the bones dry and that takes usually another six to 12 hours to see. Um, put them in a different thing and then they break them down and put them in the urn. And I think that this is like an important distinction to make because I know like personally just having death conversations with my family members about what they want their final disposition methods to be that a lot of people misunderstand even traditional, I don't want to say traditional, uh, Mm. flame cremation um, that they think that like you go in and then the ashes are what's left. I don't think that, you know, I don't want to say for a lot of people, but in my family in particular, they didn't understand that actually, even with flame, you're still left with bones that then go through like a grinder, that that's what the ashes are. So I think that that's like an important thing that I want to point out that if you do choose water cremation, you still have that same process of the bones being, you know, reduced down to the ash. Like it's not, Fire doesn't do that, and this one, you know, or fire doesn't immediately turn you to ash, and this one doesn't. They actually both still go through those steps. Is that confusing? Correct. I hope that wasn't confusing to people, but I feel like that's an important thing to to note when you're learning about these. That is a huge uh, misunderstanding in the death, just in death as a whole. People think, oh, it's just ash. It's, mm-hmm. No, it's. Flame cremation bones look like kitty litter at the end of the process for or sand, for lack of a better term. It's just depending on the heat and the machine that was used. It's not a pretty process. Um, And people just choose not to think about it. They're like, oh, I'm going to come back in an urn. They don't think about what actually happens. With water cremation, it's so gentle that the bones literally, like when you touch them, they turn to powder. So they go into the cremulator to break them down. But it's, I mean, you could if you wanted to do it with mortar and pestle or with your hands. We still have to break them down by law. Okay. And then how much water is used during that chamber process? Okay. So it's about 300 gallons of water, which is the equivalent of a person's daily usage of water for three days. That's insane. Okay. So, and then what happens to that water once it leaves the chamber? Does it go into like a sewer line or is it like cleansed there and reused? Like, how does that work? So it could be recycled and reused. However, people aren't comfortable with that process. So it can be distributed to sod farms. um, But currently the most common way is through the wastewater system okay. and it's actually considered a welcome addition to those wastewater systems the municipalities because it's ph neutral and it's also considered like chock full of all the amazing good things that water systems need anyway mm-hmm. and there is no tissue and no dna left after this process is complete it basically looks like urine for lack of a better description okay 
um, and that effluent is completely sterile. So it's just discharged with all the other wastewater. I mean, and when you can see, consider he and poop and blood are probably way worse. Yep. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just what's going down normally. So yeah, that makes sense. I get, and I read this and I don't know if this is um, accurate, but one of the things that I had read that was, you know, trying to lobby for, you know, more water cremations um, is that potentially joints and implants and I guess you could say hardware that is in individuals could actually be potentially in the future, like reused that the process of water cremation is so gentle that there could oh, yeah. be a way that we could reuse those joints and, you know, implants and get the cost of those mechanics down in the healthcare system. It's amazing. You should check out the pictures that I've had on my Instagram side by side of one with flame, uh, like a knee joint replacement, knee replacement, one with flame and one with water. And the water one looks like the day that it was installed. That's amazing. Um, Breast implants come out whole, you know, and those, you know what those are made of? They're like, they're like saline bags, right? Like they're just, yeah. And with flame cremation, oh no, everything melts. Well, and, and I think, again, just another distinction when we're talking about breast implants, um, they have to be removed, right, prior to a flame because no, they explode or they just let them explode? Or is so that, that not true? That's old machine need okay. um, because they would melt and stick to, I mean, yeah, supposedly they would melt and stick to the, to the retort floor. Um, I have never seen that, nor have I ever in my 20 years in death care seen or removed breast implants from anybody. Okay. The only thing we remove from people for a flame cremation is the pacemaker because mm. that battery will become a bomb okay. in the machine. So do, we do make the, a little incision and take it out. Do they have to be removed for water cremation as well? Nope. Amazing. Okay. I know you mentioned there is like a little bit of heat involved. So it's just warming the water essentially. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, there's no like actual flame. No boiling. No, nothing boiling. You're not like in a bat of like, yeah, like a cauldron. I like to tell people it's somewhere between breaking bad and yeah. <laughs> a spa day for your court. So it's uh, not the worst, worst, worst. It's no, a happy it's medium. And see, I love breaking bad. So I'm so glad you said that. We just finished Better Call Saul, actually, um, because I love that show. So, I mean, I would actually be really okay with Jesse Pinkman, like, giving me a water cremation. I feel like it'd be a little marriage of both. So, I'd be all right with it. Hi. I just came in. This is Nikki. (laughs) Oh, here's Nikki. She... Yeah, she she had to take her son to school. So, she's been listening, but not able to talk to us. So, Nikki, welcome. Hi. Yes, I've been listening this whole time. Hello. Yes. Sorry. I didn't want to like cut anybody off. So I'm like, okay, let me just try to figure out a time to slip in. <laughs> no, I'm you again, you slipped in at the perfect time. Nikki's a breaking bad fan too. So, you know. Yes. Awesome. I'm rewatching actually the whole season right now. Just wanted to let you know, guys, I'm in. Do you have any questions, Nikki? You've been you've been listening, popping in. Has anything come up that you wanna I don't know if I missed the part of how, how much water is in there. Did you say how many gallons was in there? Three, was it 300 gallons, Melissa? Yeah. And uh, the same amount of water that every human uses in three days. 
So if they had lived three more days, that would be their water consumption. So, and it can be dispersed into a meadow or a field or, you know, sod farmers can pick it up. Okay. The most common dispersion is into the municipal water system. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. The question is, is it, do you reuse the water? But, um, we could, we're just not publicly ready for it yet. Okay. I mean, there's so many amazing things. The water can be used to fight fire because it's considered a wet water. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, there's so much that could be done and it's legal for pets in every state right now, which is great. Really? But you got to get the machines. <laughs> yeah. In every city, you know? How come it's, um, is, so some states are legal, some states aren't. Right. With humans, it's a lot different process. Um, we have a lot of, uh, corporate interests. Okay. lobbyists to keep things from progressing and the industry is notorious for ignoring progression and trying to just like shove it behind the closed doors okay and what it what ends up happening is like people are getting educated on it they want it and now they can't get it because a lot of the places can't invest the money that it costs to get the machine into their facilities mm. so they're coming online, you know, one at a time. There's still states where it's legal that there's not a machine yet um, just because of the cost. And they won't, like the industry, the corporations aren't investing in the machine. It's definitely been the small businesses that are doing this. And then the, so in, say in a county, I'm out in Southern California. And if um, they have, let's just say Southern California, how many water cremation, like, like, machine mortuaries that can offer you that how many would there be just maybe one or two where's escondido oh yeah that's only that's an hour away from you escondido nikki like 35 45 minutes yeah perfect that's the only one in california right now to my knowledge oh really <laughs> can people, it, yeah oh so is that's for people could you do pets there or it's strictly people that's strictly people. You can't commingle people and pets in many states, okay. um, which makes sense. But there are a lot more pet machines out there. Um, there's a pet place uh, in uh, what's that deserty place? Um, Palm Springs. No, Jacob something. Oh, <sighs> Joshua Tree. That's it. <laughs> okay. I was like, for some reason, my head, I was like, Jacob's Ladder? Isn't that a movie? <laughs> I was saying the wrong name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And how come there's more, why are you able to do it more for pets than people? Just people have a whole different set of rules, obviously. Yeah. The legalization and, and governing, governing bodies of the human aspect of this make it difficult. Okay. And yeah. then I don't know if you covered this before, because I, I um, when you get the remains back, would you be putting it in an urn like you yeah. would? Oh, OK, so it's just the same, like as if you would be putting um, a traditional cremation in, except for it's the water. Is the is it the same amount of because my mom was cremated and mm -hmm. um we had um and my father-in-law was cremated and um it was pretty heavy. Like the bags are, you know, it was heavier yeah. than I had expected. Is yeah. the same with the water cremation? Is it gonna be the same heaviness? So they say 
it's about 20% more cremated remains back, but because it's not got that density as flame, because it's such a gentle process that it's just like a powder at the end, okay. it doesn't weigh as much. However, I have done a lot of water cremations and I have seen some come back very little remains, like I'm blown away. But these are usually women with very low bone density and things like that. So for the industry as a whole to be saying that you get 20% of your person back, I don't think that's accurate. I think it's the average for flame cremation is 200 cubic inches. So I'd say this is anywhere from, depending on the, the body mass, uh, the bone density of the person, maybe 150 to 250 cubic inches of okay. material so what is that? Like, sorry, I'm trying to like picture that. Is that like a half a gallon, a gallon, like a quart? About like a shoebox. A shoebox. Okay. Huh. Okay. And then this is just like a random question that I've just, just want to clarify. Like ashes, they're, they're like sand, right? So I'm assuming they sink in water and they don't float. Mm-hmm. Do they ever dissolve in the water or no. they, they just stay? No. Okay. They just say, just like if you dump flame cremated remains on grass, it's going to kill the grass. It turns into concrete when you add water. With water cremated remains, it's like a powder. So it just, I don't see that it dissolves so much as it just becomes part of whatever it's dispersed into. Got it. That's interesting that about the the flame one that it would turn into a concrete. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's stories online. There's a girl that wrote on Reddit about Brick Dad. I just I do want to just step back one second just so that we clarify this, because I don't want anyone to get confused um, while trying to keep up with us. Um, When we made the reference to Breaking Bad, there is absolutely no acid used in water cremation. Like you are not going to be put in that barrel with Jesse and be melted down. I just want to make that like very, very clear to anyone that's listening um it's yes. a potassium hydroxide right mainly yes. okay. sodium hydroxide and sodium potassium it's just like a five percent flaky mix or liquid mix that gets added depending on if it's pets or humans and then um 95 of it's water and when you consider that like 85 percent of you is water anyway you just kind of become the water i mean it really yeah it totally is and the affluent is far that the end product is far cleaner than most wastewater and it's not your loved one's remains anymore that fat and tissue it's just converted into basic organic compounds and in flame cremation these harmless compounds mainly carbon dioxide and water vapor just released into the air with with alkaline hydrolysis the harmless compounds formed include salts amino acids and they're just released with the water so do you know a lot of um like science? Like this sounds very sciencey to me, you know, like a calculation. You're going to need to get somebody else to get the science of it. Um I would say reaching out to Sam who actually uh her dad made the bioresponse solution machines out of Illinois or Indiana, I think. Um there with bioresponse solution. Um they have the aquamation machine. Mm. So she's the science behind all of it. Yeah, because it sounds very sciencey if you when you break it so, down like that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. How much does this cost, and is it substantially more than um, a flame cremation? So, what it costs us in the industry is currently double what it costs us for flame, 
and that's because of the lack of the machines out out and about. It's hard to get them, hard to get to them. Um, so ideally, when these are more accessible, it's going to be priced lower than flame cremation. I know some places that have both in in house and they're doing them for the same price. Um, but the majority, again, because it does involve a lot of travel and a lot of expense um, or, you know, moving parts to get you to the closest one, it does cost a bit more right now. When they go into the machine, when you're putting, like when they go into the machine to start the whole process, are they clothed or are they not clothed? Um, they can be clothed with certain organic products. Um, but the best way is to go out like you came into this world, negative jaybird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay. Cause that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I didn't know if that would mess up the process, like having the, I mean, obviously I know shoes would probably right. not break down and that sort of stuff and jewelry that's not in there as no. well. I mean, they just don't want to put that stuff in there. It's not going to break down. There's no point. Okay. Um, we really don't like to put it in flame crematories because gold will melt and stick to the bottom of the retort if it melts. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's just it's just not good for the machines and especially like leather and rubber on shoes. It's just yeah. When my people have passed, um, I have always been there when they've done the cremation. I know some people aren't really into that, but. Um, yeah. Would I be, say I choose to do the water cremation or any family that chooses to do it, would you be able to do, be there during the process? Absolutely. Okay. They are just as transparent with this process. Um, Anderson McQueen was one of the first machines uh, that I saw in Florida, St. Pete, Florida, and they have a beautiful room that's got a glass wall where you can see your loved one placed into the machine and they have a button rigged up where you can push it to start. Oh, the really? Machine. Your family can hang out in this beautifully lit, like uh, indoor atrium like with plants and stuff and hang out during the whole four hours if they want to. Yeah. Or they can just have like a quiet time. Yeah, you know? it, totally. And there are places like that you're going to pay for that experience, but there are places like that all over that, that are coming online. And then there are also the small businesses that are like in a little warehouse, but they're going to make it just as nice as possible. You go in and it feels like you're in a regular funeral home and totally what's outside doesn't matter because what's inside is what counts. Yeah. That's what it was like an industrial type of a um, place. And I will tell you, I, I wasn't sure what to expect um, with, I had two different experiences with my grandpa. It was a little more like, um, jarring. Cause it wasn't, I don't want to say not as respectful, but it was just a little bit more like, um, I don't know. I don't even know what the word would be, but with my mom. So I was kind of mentally preparing myself. Um, cause we used, um, Omega society for her and I was, um, kind of, nervous. Cause you just, I mean, you just don't know what to expect. And especially if you had a different experience the first time, but they were, even the, when we had watched her go into the, the crematory or crema, I don't even know what that's called crematorium. Um, and put her in all of the work, all of the people that worked there, they were 
they weren't like in street clothes. They were like in just the nice, nice, like funeral home, like suit type looking stuff. And it makes such a big difference. I feel like for the person on the other end that you feel like they're respecting your person and the environment was very calm and like, um, really nice. I mean, I, I, I not, and that's not many people's thing. Some people, they can't do it or they don't know it's an option or I don't know, but I just, if I would to choose the water cremation thing, I would also like to have that option. And that's awesome that, you know, they have that. That's awesome. You know, cause it's anything different. You just don't know how the process is, is going to go, but I'm glad to know that. Yeah. I think that that kind of can say, weigh us into a, an interesting question, Melissa. It's like, what are the most commonly asked questions that you get when people are curious about water cremation? What do you think their biggest misconceptions are or things that they're most concerned about? Immediately, they think um, that it's an acid bath and we're flushing them down the toilet just because of bad information that's out there. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. the Breaking Bad reference. But the alkaline hydrolysis machine is just super simple. It's a simple single chamber. It's air and water tight. And then it holds like a hundred gallons of liquid and through the process, it cycles through and uses 300 and they are just in there for the process. And it's slow and gentle. And at the end, the bones are just, I mean, it's just I don't know. I think if you got to see both processes beginning to end, it it might influence your opinion on certain things the way you're describing it sounds very peaceful very and it not to say that the the other way I mean I just don't we didn't know that the option of like water cremation but yeah it could be a um yeah it's I can understand that that like it sounds more just peaceful and a little more calming and you know and I will say, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Plain cremation is also a simple and can be very, um, I don't want to say like a spa day, but it can be a very relaxing goodbye yeah. because they are laying there and they've been sent off that way. It's not a violent process at all. It's no. just plain. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. I mean, I think it also, right, I guess if you're pro water cremation, it's more from an environmental aspect as well, right? Like I think flame has um, a very big environmental impact that maybe people don't realize. Just a smidge more. I mean, I mean, they don't have enough tests out to say what our filters and machines do. Um, I wish there were, Um, but yeah, science says the water cremation is by far know more eco-friendly how do you know when it's done like is it always like every person every like height weight is four hours no um it's really going to depend on the body mass of the person or the sex of them or the weight of the deceased to determine how much of the water and the alkaline chemicals to put in to form the solution that fills the chamber and then the pressure or agitation needed, it could take three to 16 hours, depending on where the machine's located, oh, wow. what the body's like. But the cool thing about the alkaline hydrolysis machines 
is they're all so computer generized. Like they will communicate with the owner of the machine on their phone and it will shut off if there's a problem and they can pull up everything and see all, all the science on their phone to be able to control what is going on. Um, and there are some flame cremation machines that are getting to that point too. Okay. Uh, some of the new technology, but all of the water cremation machines I have seen have the most amazing technology attached to them. How about a pet? How long would a, like a dog be? Um, maybe two to six hours, depending on its body mass. Okay. Um, what I have noticed as a practitioner that's offering water cremation at the firm that I work at is I've gotten, this is the habit. I'm like, okay, are we going to do burial or cremation? And if they say cremation, I say flame or water. Well, the question nine times out of 10 is what's water unless they've been following me online and they're already know. <laughs> so um, when they say what's water, I give them the brief description of it. And I'm going to say nine times out of 10, they pick flame because they didn't have the conversation ahead of time with the person that died or they are not comfortable with something different. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. They had the choice though. And, you know, from that, at least they heard about it. So if it gets brought up later in their life, maybe they're okay with having that conversation before they're sitting in the funeral director's office. Yeah. Okay. I get to work, but thank you guys so much for yes. the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. I appreciate and thank you for clarifying the process and explaining the benefits of it. It's so helpful and we love getting this information out to people so that they can educate themselves. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for talking thank to you. us. So what'd you think? I thought it was neat. I thought it was more like gentler than I thought. And it, you know, I didn't think going into it in my head that that would be an option for me. Cause I'm like, oh, I'll just do the traditional, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I'll just be cremated. But if I have the two that are available, like if every funeral home and every place has the option for both, I'd probably do water. To me, the water cremation, I think is really peaceful because it is very gentle. Um, and it doesn't seem, I mean, the place that she described in Florida sounds amazing. You know, like I could see like my family just like drinking champagne and like toasting and doing that final little like, yay, you know, and then. Like that's like your service. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't seem, you know, um, scary or anything to me, but I, I do want, and I know we didn't circle back on this and I just want to um, throw this out there to listeners. Like if this is something that you are interested in doing for your final disposition method, there are ways to transport your body across state lines into states that this method is legal. So I strongly encourage you to have conversations with your funeral homes um, to understand the, that process and how that works. But these, you can go and access these um, methods, even if it's not legal in your home state. Let's be fair. You can choose whatever you want, folks. You could have a Viking funeral for all we know. Um, but then that's fire. That's true. On the water, though. So kind of the best of both. I don't know. It is. Um, right? It really, I mean, truly. I was reading somewhere that... I want to say it was like Seattle or something that's trying to get Viking funerals like passed as like an option to choose. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that would tie in my bow and arrow love. And then, I mean, your boys then are going to have to decide who gets to launch the arrow. Do they both get to launch an arrow? And what if it takes them forever to get it? They keep missing. (laughs) And you just keep floating further and further out. (laughs) And then they're like, they can't get it there. That would suck. Oh, man. I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be like some safety precaution that you're tethered to the land until the arrow hits the boat. Seriously, because then I'm just drifting. <laughs> yeah, well, we'd have to put some rules around that one, I guess. But I, I liked it. I learned a lot. I mean, I love her nod to Breaking Bad, you know, because it would be okay with me. I didn't even know there was chemicals, to be honest. I had no clue. I thought it was just water. Yeah. No, there is some, you know, there are the chemicals that she mentioned just because you, like she said, we need a scientist to like explain how those actual chemicals break down, you know, uh, the tissue and the muscle and all that stuff. But there is something there, obviously, to break that stuff down. I don't know. I enjoyed the conversation with her. I think she's a wonderful, um, wonderful lady. And, you know, I hope that everyone feels uh, curious to, to go do some more research and find out what they think they would want to do for themselves. Okay. All right. I feel like we have a lot to think about, a lot to think about, about what we want to do. So it was a great one. I, I love ones that make us think. So that was super. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We do encourage you to follow us at Instagram at Body to Burial. Hit us up on Twitter at Body to Burial. And you guessed it, you can send us an email to hello at bodytoburial.com. If you have any guest suggestions, just let us know. Please hit the subscribe button or follow button on whatever app you are listening to. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time. Bye.